Hey guys, it's Kat. So before today's episode starts, I wanted to plug my Patreon. By contributing every month, you'll get access to exclusive episodes and creative content. The funding helps me afford new equipment and a better listening experience for you. The link to that Patreon is going to be www.patreon.com slash I'll leave that link in the description below, but if uninterested, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is episode 18 of season two. Um, I'm really excited for today's episode. It's um, a little bit later than I usually record, but I had a lot to do today. Even though I didn't have a lot to do, I gave myself a lot to do, which are usually the best kind of days. So today, oh, I just, okay, first we're going to start off. I just read Jeanette McCurdy's new book. I'm glad my mom died using that as a plug-in. This was one of the first books where I've read cover to cover within like days. Like that's how good, like that's how good, like I couldn't put the book down. Like that's how good it was. Um, I consider myself a reader, but I never really go out and like buy a book. It takes a lot for me to like go and buy a book and keep it and put it on my bookshelf. Like I think I have like tops, maybe 10 books and they're my favorite books. But this book, it was just so good. Like, I can't even begin to explain, like, not even, like, good in the way we're like, oh, my God, like, hearing about her trauma was so funny. Like, no, 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 no. It was just, like, so well written, so well executed, and just, you would never expect that. This sounds fucked up, but you would never expect a story like that from Jeanette McCurdy, of all people, right? And I just, I'm so proud of her. It helped me learn a lot of stuff about myself about and today's episode is going to be about emotional maturity which I think I've always really talked about but I haven't really like gone into depth about it I've always like been like oh yeah we've done that but like honestly like I want to make an episode about it because I feel like it's something that was really 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 it's really important in my everyday life but I don't I kind of just glaze over it when I talk about it because I just expect that everybody knows what that is knows you know the fundamentals of it you know, signs of emotional immaturity or maturity. And I feel like I just never talk about it. So we're just going to talk about it today. I highlighted a bunch of quotes in the book. Um, I have two books here. I have, I'm glad my mom died. I have the memoir. And I also just have a book that I just, another book that I just bought because it was Black Friday and I was at the thrift store and I was like, you know what? Like, let's just buy a book because it's a, it's a big book. It's, it's, um, it's called Psychology of Personal Development, second edition. Um, who is it by? Lind Lindgren but I kind of researched it before I bought it it was like a college like thesis book and I don't know I, I liked it a lot and I saw someone highlighted in it before I even bought it because it was a secondhand book and I was like hmm must be pretty good if someone's highlighting in it so I'm gonna buy it it was I think it was one dollar because everything it was Black Friday but basically I just want to talk about emotional maturity today because I like I said very important aspect of life and I feel like some of us just you know either already have it because of circumstances you know that happen in our life that make us mature at a young age or people that are just really immature and I'm not even aware of the phenomenon itself or like (laughs) the practice of emotional maturity but because I read the book it was you know it's not like I could relate to Jeanette McCurdy because I don't think anybody has ever experienced you know, like on the dot of what she's been through. But at the same time, like the way it was interesting, the way that she wrote it, you know, 
stupid me is like, oh my God, a memoir. I didn't know how it worked until I read it. So basically she is writing from like different times in her life, but she's writing, like if she's writing about something that happened to her when she was six, it's like it's six-year-old her writing it or 25-year-old her writing or 13-year-old Jeanette writing it like as it's happening. And I found that really interesting because I feel like that's kind of how I write subconsciously, not even thinking about it. Um, and it was just really interesting to see, you know, the lack of love she had in her life, the lack of, you know, correct guidance, the manipulation that ha- like went on in her life with the person that was supposed to care for her, take care. Oh, my God. Yo, I can't do this with the doors right now. It's going to happen every week regardless of what I do. But uh, but I don't know. I just I just found her. Some of the stuff that happened to her, I mean, emotionally, at least I connected to her. I mean, obviously, trauma wise, I don't think a lot of people can relate to that. But I think emotionally, that's what she's striving for. And especially with um, with kids of abuse, like not myself, but she said a couple things that really kind of stuck with me. Um, and that's why I love the book so much, because it, it, it really is hard for me at least to read something and be like, oh, I think the same exact thing. Um, but I'm going to go through the book. I'll see what I highlighted because I don't really fully remember everything, but I'm really excited for today's episode because I actually like planned out like a little thing. I mean, I always plan out stuff, but I really went in this time. So let's see. I think I started at like towards the end of the book because like that's when she started like realizing a lot of stuff or realizing a lot of the problems that were happening in our life and, you know, trying to change for the better obviously but let's see where i highlighted oh no i have to find it i should have bookmarked it but whatever excuse me okay okay so basically okay some of these quotes are like kind of out of pocket because it's just it was just how i was feeling so we're going to start from like chapter 223. I really hope this isn't copyright. It's just highlighted quotes. It's not like I'm reading the book and doing like a voiceover. Okay. Um, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I need. I don't know who I am and certainly don't know what I wish for. That's what I highlighted. That was the first thing that I highlighted. Um, but I feel like that's kind of true. I feel like myself, at least, I'm I'm very self-certain of what I want in my entrepreneurial wants um what I want to do in my life specifically when it comes to like art I mean not on the dot but I know I want to make a difference in people's lives but when it comes to like what I want out of a relationship what I want out of just people in general I I'm very confused about what I want because I contradict myself left and right all the time just like anybody else does um And I try to ground myself in a way where I'm like, I'm 18 or even when I was 17 or 16, like you don't have to be so self-certain about what what you want out of your life, you know, and and especially like talking to my mom. I stayed with my mom over the Thanksgiving break and that was really helpful for me, at least Um, just staying with my parents because I haven't seen them in a while. So just being able to talk to them adult to, to adult now, I mean, I'm still their little kid, but at the same time, like being mature enough to have an adult conversation with them now is something that's really helpful for me because they don't really beat her not that they beat around the bush to begin with but they're able to be more direct with me now which has been really helpful um 
am I, I like I got really down on myself the other day because I was just like I'm not making any friends you know like I think I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life and like maybe I will but like for a mom to hear that sometimes is just like that's the last thing you want to hear out of your kid and maybe I was over exaggerating but at the same time I'm human I I, I have my faults I, I have my moments of I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna be alone forever and like shit like that is normal so never like beat yourself up when you feel like that because it's just gonna pass as soon as it comes um and basically my mom was like you're a teenager like you you're freshly 18 I don't think I had my life you know figured out until I was in the middle of my 20s and you know I thought I had it all figured out at your age and then it blew up in my face and that's just the way it's gonna happen you know you can have all these plans you can do everything in your power to avoid whatever conflict or problems you you want but life is just gonna kick your ass and it's just gonna take you wherever it's gonna take you and you just have to roll with it it's not about having everything planned out it's not about knowing everything you want because at the end of the day I always say in here like I don't want to get married I don't I don't want kids and like yes that's true I don't want those things right now and I think I'm very afraid of change. I'm very afraid of, um, I don't think I'm afraid of conflict. I think I'm just afraid of what I'm expecting, you know, what I'm not expecting. Cause I'm expecting a certain thing. And when it doesn't go to plan, I, not that I freak out, but I'm like really, really disappointed. And that's emotional immaturity, you know, like you just have to like not go with the flow because honestly go with the flow is like kind of a eh, term, but kind of go with the flow when it comes to like, if something doesn't go your way, you can't act, at least in your head, like a five-year-old, if something doesn't go your way. You just have to like, accept it as it is, take your faults and just move on. You know, that's the only way I can put it. So I think that's why I highlighted what I highlighted. Um, oh, this was a good one. So this is chapter 67. I said, I know focusing on myself won't be easy. It'll take continuous effort, time and attention. It will mean working on my issues, facing them head on instead of letting them serve as distractions or trying to pretend they're less than what they are. It will mean doing the work. Says the soul scraping introspection it takes to understand where bad habits and insecurities and self-sabotaging patterns will come from and why. Plus the motivation to challenge and change those bad habits and insecurities and self-sabotaging patterns even if they continue to get triggered over and over and over again. I'm ready to clear everything off, everything and everyone out of my life if necessary. I need to solely focus on myself. I don't even think that needs explaining. I think that kind of just explained itself. And I feel like no matter how much progress I make, I always end up with that, those words in my head, you know? Like, I don't think I'll ever truly be satisfied with the progress that I've made I mean there's some satisfaction and there's some sort of like pride but I've basically cut out any sort of pride in my life because honestly at the end of the day you can have pride and confidence like there's a difference between pride and confidence because confidence is believing in yourself being ambitious having optimism but being prideful can kind of really really stray into like a dark habit if you let it and I think most times it does. It does become a bad habit. It does become something that where you, it can turn into an egotistical problem. It can turn into being, you know, not aware of other people and you're very, very just self-absorbed. And I feel like the difference between pride and what this quote means is I feel like I keep making progress, but there's always room to be better. You know, 
there's never I'm never I'm always reaching for something better I'm not reaching towards one goal 100% because honestly at the end of the day I'll never be satisfied with that I just have to keep moving forward and go past that 100% keep going past that 110 120 and that's what life is about just keep pushing yourself keep striving to be better and never just settling for one goal you know because I feel like I kind of did that over the summer I was like I got into college you know I'm saving up all this money and you know I don't really need to try anymore because at the end of the day I got everything that I needed everything that I've wanted because I don't think I was self-aware until I was 16 if I'm going to be completely honest I never thought about anyone else but myself I never thought about goals or you know because honestly in my head I didn't think I was going to make it past 17 and I know that's such a cheesy thing to say but I really didn't think I would at all like I was just like I don't really need to make goals because either I'm not going to be alive like something bad's going to happen or I'm going to be living with my parents so honestly at the end of the day why try if there's nothing to look forward to and I don't think I was self-aware until I was 16 and I got sober like oh my god my actions have consequences I'm hurting people and myself it's time to get my shit together actually make goals and then once I reached the goals that I made when I was 16 and 17 when I was 18 and I was like okay now what you know, I graduated high school. I'm sober for a year. And I'm finally in a point in my life where I'm starting to feel healthy. But like, now what? So now I've made goals now and set for myself goals now at the beginning of this year in August, where now I'm working towards those goals. And when I accomplish those goals, I'll make more. Like, there's, I always have my mind running. If I just have my mind set on one thing, if it goes bad, then, you know, what do I have? You know? Okay. So I'll go to the next one. <laughs> Yay. Oh, this one was really good. This is what I just said. It says, I want to do good work. I want to do work that I'm proud of. This matters to me on a deep in- inherent level. I want to make a difference or at least feel like I'm making a difference through my work. Without that feeling, that connection, that work feels pointless and vapid. I feel pointless and vapid. So that's basically what I just said. So I really don't feel like I need to explain that. And I'm going to take a sip of my green tea because I'm thirsty. And it's cold out. And oh my God, this. Oh my God. Ow, ow, it's hot. Okay. Also, I've been drinking less caffeine, which has been helping me. Because I know tea is still caffeine, but it's a lot different than like coffee. Because coffee, honestly. Because, okay, this was my caffeine intake like every day which was fucking crazy if I'm if I'm not I'm not gonna lie like it was crazy I would take so basically it was like this dark french roast which was basically just espresso beans like as in a k-cup I would have two of those in the morning go to the gym take pre-workout which is like 300 milligrams of caffeine plus the two cups of coffee get home have another cup of coffee to like keep myself awake drink two green teas just to like focus and I'd be like, why am I not waking up on time? Why can't I go to bed? Why am I always itchy? Why am I breaking out? Like, uh, I need to cut down on the caffeine because now I just stick to like one cup of coffee in the morning, a green tea towards like at night, and then like the free workout if I go to the gym that day. Because honestly, caffeine is like really fucking bad for you if you take too much of it and like cause you heart problems, cause you blood problems, like blood, pre- like it's just all of it's bad. Anyway, um... And there was other this part. There was the other part. <clears throat> it was basically like after she said all of this stuff about working on herself, she was basically like, I don't want, I don't, 
I'm ready to abandon the goal of focusing on myself. I don't want to work on shame and humiliation and grief and bulimia and alcohol issues. And I feel like that's kind of what I talked about last week where I was just like, I have all these optimism, but all of a sudden you get this like wave of like, yeah, but like, is it really worth it? Just give up, which is a human, like natural. Oh shit. Sorry. That's going to be really loud. I just like moved my whole bed board. Um, but I feel like it's a super natural, normal human feeling to have doubt, to have, to not feel like you're capable of doing something until you start and try to do it. Because thoughts can be really scary and like daunting thoughts of like this big goal that you think you have and then, oh my God, (laughs) sorry, my Siri went off. Um, Having like this big daunting like goal and then you actually try it and then you give up within five seconds, like then you're like, oh, I can never do this. Like I literally did this today with my artwork. Like I started this project and it's in ink. So like if I make a mistake, it's not really like I can like erase it. I just have to make the line thicker and I started messing up. And I was like, oh, I was I was literally two seconds away because usually in the past or honestly, this isn't even a past thing. I do this still sometimes. If I feel like something in my art project isn't going right, I rip it. I rip it up and I crumple it and I get super frustrated and I throw it out. And I almost did it today, but I didn't. But I really felt like I wanted to. But I'm proud that I didn't because now it's turning out really good. And you just have to like get over that bump, really. Just get over like that first like hill and then you're just smooth sailing, really. Um, what else do I got in here? Mm, let's see. Bro, also her, some of her boyfriends in this book were just fucking crazy. Like, people are fucking crazy. Um, let's see. She said, this is chapter 69. I pretended to be, so she was basically, in this part, she's talking about being an actor, but I kind of related just to like, the sentence in itself and i'll explain after so it said i pretended to be other people my whole life my whole childhood my whole adolescence and my whole young adulthood which is i relate to that at least because she's talking about it in in another connotation but like i'm talking about it in like the emotional because like i lied so much when i was a kid teenager like i just like i I don't know i don't want to be like because of my adhd but like it's definitely a factor of it if I'm going to be honest, I just think that like I would lie to like get other people to like me and like I just got addicted to it in general and like would not stop. And like I think the worst thing that anybody's ever said to my face, at least that like not like the worst thing, but like the thing that stuck with me most is like a couple people calling me a pathological liar when I was like 12. And like. I that stuck that still sticks with me, like whenever I hear the term pathological liar, like my head turns and now that I'm finally my own person, realize what kind of person I am, what I like, what I don't like, what I, you know, what I deserve, what I don't deserve. I I haven't found myself needing to lie or make up things. And like, this sounds, I sound fucking crazy right now, but I know there's a big majority of people right, like here who just, my, I, I know I can count more people than I can count on my fingers who do this ac- either accidentally on purpose. Like it's just mouth, like word vomit. And I feel like I'm finally at a point in my life where like now that I think about it, I don't think I've lied in like I don't even know, probably like a year, year or two. Which is I'm proud of myself. That is a good thing. Even though that like you shouldn't be lying, like people fuck up, things become habits, you get over it and you move on. Um 
what else? I think that's all I highlighted specifically in that book. I wanted to move on to, um, sorry, I just threw that book, move on to like the book, the big book that I bought, like the psychology book, because I really am interested. I just started reading it and I already have like pages on top of pages highlighted already. Um, okay. Because I don't know. Ooh, the book spine just like cracked as hell. Okay. So, so there's like the old stuff. Okay. So basically this chapter is called The Attainment of Maturity Through Growth. It says the development in attitudes and behaviors consistent with emotional and social maturity may be described as a process whereby we make process in our ability to understand, tolerate, accept, and respect ourselves and others. And I feel like it's so like, well, yes, that makes sense. Are you fucking, are you an idiot, cat? Like, of course. But I feel like if you like really think about that, like, I feel like a lot of people just don't follow that. And like, even if they're not doing it inherently and on purpose, like the amount of times I've just like, just been so disrespected and it's not even like in a fact where it's like an ego thing where like I'm disrespected by everything that everyone does it's just common sense of like the people that I go to school with at least and just like for the past my whole existence just like my generation how like people just do not know common manners common respect just like you know things that you're supposed to be taught when you're a kid like right and wrong like I don't know why people just don't even if you like don't practice them you should know them and be able to know the difference between right and wrong and good and bad and just like there's so many people who I just genuinely think don't understand that at all like at all there I'm gonna tell a story before I go on um so basically I was in this class and I stayed after class to like talk to one of my professors and this girl no that that comes after so I was waiting after class to talk to my professor so like he's talking to somebody else like another like adult and like he's talking so I'm just kind of like waiting like far enough away where I'm not over him or like too close to him too far away like he knows I'm there so I'm just like on my phone listening to music waiting for him to finish um and this girl just comes up behind me literally like didn't even make it not obvious like she just went right in front of me it like an inch away from me like if I like breathed on her like I would be like her hair would move like that's how close she got up next to me just to cut me off there's a whole classroom the whole classroom's empty like the class ended and I like laugh because I was like is this girl fucking serious like what like I was just so astonished that like that just happened and and she like turned around and she was like, oh, are you waiting? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh. And then she just didn't move at all. Like didn't move a muscle. And I was like, well, um, and I just started like talking. I was like, so, um, like, cause I didn't want to be rude. Cause I don't know if she like didn't understand or like, I don't know, like it could have been anything. Um, and then she turns around again. She was like, oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. And then she just turned around and didn't say anything again. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? And uh, so I was like, so I tapped her on the shoulder. I was like, so we've confirmed twice that you just cut me off. And then she starts playing stupid. She's like, what? I was like, yo. And then she like walked away. Like, like just like shit like that. Like that happens on a daily basis. If not once a day, like multiple times a day, shit like that will happen where people are just completely incompetent of like basic human behavior like 
and I don't even think it's like a disability thing like I don't think people are like have like messed up social cues I just think that they genuinely don't care enough to practice them which is fucking crazy to me just like basic shit like there's this kid in my class in one of my classes who just interrupts a teacher every other sentence and she's like gotten to a point now where she just either ignores it or like is like yo kid shut up like and he doesn't have like a disability like not that like that's what I assume what it is but like that would make a little more sense if like your social cues were all fucked up because of a disability that you have no it's just like he just doesn't give a shit about who he's affecting in the room when a teacher's trying to give a lecture and he's just like yo yo wait like literally in the middle of like a three-hour lecture and he's just like talking blatantly over the teacher and everyone everyone in the room is like yo like what the fuck just shit like that like i can i can keep telling stories on that but like i'd be here for the next semester i would be telling stories for like four months anyway um so basically that's that a lot of people just don't understand basic human behavior how to treat people respectfully and morally for some reason like i don't know anyway um okay this was a good one i said or not i said that i highlighted through understanding our own actions and feelings, we are enabled to understand the actions and feelings of others, and understanding others enables us to develop a better understanding of ourselves, which is true. Um, it says, for example, the relations between a less mature individual and people in authority may be strained because he feels that many of their actions will involve him. It says, perhaps he has a tightening in his stomach or a feeling of fear when he passes a policeman, even though he's committed no crime and has no logical reason to be afraid of the policeman. And that really stuck with me because, like, I used to feel that way all the time when I was a teenager. And I was socially and emotionally very immature person. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've been this way my entire life because I haven't. And I think anyone who listens consistently knows that. I remember if somebody looked at me the wrong way, like, even if it wasn't, like, inherent, like, it was just, like, I, I still catch myself doing it, but I catch myself now, but I didn't used to catch myself. And I just assumed that if somebody wasn't giving me 100% attention, that they were mad at me or they didn't like me. And that's very selfish behavior. If you just assume that it's like, th- we'll use this as, as um, a comparison. So there, I used to work at a Mexican restaurant and there'd be a couple times because everyone in the restaurant spoke Spanish. Like, everybody who worked there spoke Spanish, except for, like, I spoke Spanish, but, like, I was the only girl who spoke really, really fluent English. So, like, I just spoke Spanish all the time. Because who am I to, like, be like, can you guys speak English? Like, no. And I liked learning Spanish. So, whatever. Um, There were a couple of times when people just assumed, even though we weren't, no body language was present of us talking about somebody else. So there's this one customer that kept staring at us and like me and this me and this coworker talking and it, we were just literally talking about like work things like we were just like oh is this table ready do you take that order for that like it was just shit like that and he comes over to us and he's like I can hear you talking about me and we were like we literally were not even like what are you talking about like shit like that where you just like you just assume the worst or like you assume that everything like somebody's talking about you, even though like on the on the other person's perspective, like we're, we haven't we don't even know who you are, like just assuming that everything has to do with you, even though you don't see it that way. Like that's how it is. Shit like that. 
I used to do shit like that all the time. All the time. It was weird. And really messed up. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm aware of it now because I see it in other people now and I hate it. Maybe that's still a part of, you know, a self-hatred that I have for myself still. But we'll leave that for next session. Um, but I see it in people now. And I recognize it. And I'm like, ugh. Like, it like gives me, like, chills like when I, like, see it now. I'm like, ugh. Um, how much time are we at? Let's see. I want to take another sip of my tea also when I check the time. We're at 27 minutes. Okay, we're like, we got like 20 more minutes. I, or maybe like 15 more minutes. I got a burp. Excuse me. Um, I really like my new setup. I'm in my bed again and I'm not in my desk because I feel like my desk, like my back would get all achy and then I'd get cranky and, ugh, and I would whine. Okay. Um, there was another I really I really like this book I'm not gonna lie like it's the kind of book where you can just keep highlighting shit and like it really resonates with you it says the emotionally immature person is inclined to see each event only in the light of how it might affect him hence when an immature student's instructor passes him on campus without speaking to him he quote-unquote knows that he's in trouble his last paper must have been terrible or the comment he made in class must have must have been offensive said furthermore he's aware that other people including oh this is like the mature person but that that other one just goes straight back to what i just said like just assuming that anytime anyone makes like a mistake or like looks at you weird or like does anything you know that you don't like is out of like your normal way of seeing things like you just assume that it has to do with you and that they're mad at you and like maybe that's not coming from a selfish place inherently like you don't realize that it's happening but like on the outside that's really how it looks um and then after that it says the more mature person considers the possibility that the instructor may have been preoccupied he might even test his hypothesis by saying hello instead of leaving the initiative to the to the instructor he does not overlook the possibility that he may be in the instructor's bad graces but he also considers other hypotheses since he realizes that the situation permits a number of possible possible interpretations and is able to do this because he is not committed to any single interpretation of the behavior instructors furthermore He's aware that other people, including instructors, are complex, not simple organisms. He's aware of this because, as an emotionally mature person, he has some understanding, some understanding of other people as well as himself. So, like, when you're able to be aware of yourself, be aware of the way your mind ticks, the way that the things that trigger you, the things that make you upset, make you happy, and really, you know analyzing your behaviors and emotions in a healthy way you're able to see that in other people and realize that the whole world doesn't revolve around you and I think that's a problem that this generation deals with a lot is because they don't understand themselves so how in the world could they understand another person you know make you know and then that makes them either very selfish and you know kind of disregard other people's feelings kind of making them look like an asshole or just making them an asshole in general um, and I think this all goes down to like the fundamental building blocks of like becoming an emotional mature person in general, because if you're not emotionally mature, if you don't understand yourself, 
then you're going to be a problem to other people. You're going to be, you're going to make problems not only for yourself, but for other people in general. And that's where I, you know, where I was when I was 15. That's exactly where I was because nothing could be wrong with me and, you know, nobody could help me. So I made everyone, everyone else's life a living hell by doing that. You know, even though I wasn't thinking that I was doing that and being aware of these things in happening inside of your brain are more important than hyperfixating on other people thinking it's about you all the time. So that was the point I was trying to make. Mm. Okay, this is going to be a long stretch, but I, I found it very, very good. So let me get myself like all fixated. Sorry. says step towards emotional maturity that we have listed understanding tolerance acceptance and respect involves an increasingly greater emotional involvement or risk to understand we must open our minds and be prepared to study behaviors from a variety of viewpoints this decision involves some emotional risk because it raises the possibility that we might have to reject or alter previously fixed concepts tolerance involves more risk than understanding because it required us requires us to suspend judgment in dealing with certain problems that previously aroused or hostile or defensive behavior to suspend judgment under such conditions takes self-discipline another characteristic of an emotional mature person okay the ability of an individual to be tolerant is largely dependent on his freedom from unreasonable fears if he is beset by such fears he finds tolerance difficult because he tends to see the threat or danger where none exists the emotionally mature person finds it easier to be tolerant because he's more realist he has a more realistic approach to life and enables him to reject feelings of being threatened or as unreasonable and unrealistic unless of course there are an actual basis for such fear. That stuck with me in a way where it was like whoa. <clears throat> where I was like that literally like made me go on like gym talk <laughs> and like be like okay I'm gonna, I'm going to meal prep I mean, I still meal prep, but like, I'm going to be a bodybuilder. I'm going to do self-discipline. I'm going to journal everything that enters my mind. <laughs> like, it was literally to the point of like, I am going to be a motivational speaker through that feeling of like, wow, like that really made a lot of sense because I feel like th this is a problem. We don't, we don't take, and I'm, I'm generally speaking, we don't take enough time out of our day to like understand shit like this. So like, that's why we're so fucking selfish. And like, maybe this comes with life experience and maybe I'm being really judgy of my age range and like the people around me. But on the other hand, like it's just so important to understand shit like this and hear it out loud and like read it and like fucking read books. Like I wouldn't even be talking about this if I didn't go and read this book. And I hate to be like an old woman right now, but literally just go and get a book on psychology and just anything that interests you, like read it in the book. I like, I, ugh, I hate that. Like, I'm going to sound like such an old woman right now, but like social media and technology is just like ruined everything. And of course there are great aspects to it. And I think technology is great. I think anything before 2008 technology wise was fantastic because then we had photoshop we had premiere we had all of these graphic designing things and we had kind of we had facebook and 
but we weren't at the point that we are now like we were just so hyper fixated on ourselves making us us just so selfish and not have basic knowledge of just common common things to like this 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 is what i've been talking about the entire time just like a lack of knowledge and you're just so uneducated and like like i said generally speaking i'm not talking about everybody but like i just i just see it so much all the time on a daily basis where it's hard to not talk about you know and especially from someone who's been in that situation of the people that i'm talking about just take some time out of your day to journal read a psychology book read read a book that kind of breaks that barrier of the, of the normal things that we talk about in everyday life because you're not going to have revelations like this really like if i'm going to be completely and 100% honest you know knowledge is power and i just like i just need to get that out there because knowledge is power and the more you read the more that you write shit down like all like on physical media and it's just it's just a, a very important tool into growing into and if if you're in a healing process if you're in a dark place if anywhere anywhere any one of these things if you're in a good place bad place healing state anything just try to get your hands on some physical media like even if it's like the newspaper or like a vinyl or just even if it's like five words just being able to physically get those things out on paper is just going to help you and then picking up a book after being able to get those feelings out because then you're aware of them and then you're going to see them in every single thing that you encounter in your life and I feel like a lot of people don't get to that point now and it's really sad and you know just seeing like the people that have graduated college that I went to high school with and people who I know just in general who's graduated college and they're just living these mundane lives because they don't know any better and not that I'm judging because I, I feel like I sound judgy right now, but there's so much more to life than posting your life everywhere on social media and, you know, as I'm speaking about my life on a podcast, but like I'm doing shit like this. Like I'm reading from a book. I'm, I'm reading from shit that interests me. Like I'm not just going with the flow of what fucking trends are because it's fucking stupid. I'm doing what my heart is set out to. And I probably had the worst fucking month of my life. If I'm going to be completely honest, just money wise. And I'm still here. I'm still here trying to help myself get better. And at the end, like, that's, that's the thing that people lack in this, in this world right now. It's just like, oh, they get pushed down, they stay down because they don't, they don't believe in themselves. And not to judge that person, but like I've said for the past four episodes, like, every time you get knocked down, you just have to keep getting up and try to teach yourself new shit and, and be better. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to pick you up off the ground except for yourself. And you can have parents and you can have people that care about you and financially support you, support you emotionally, all those things. But at the end of the day, all those things can just stop and you can just be happy through yourself. You, you don't need to have money. You don't need to have a bunch of, you know, responsibilities and, and fill your schedule up with this insane shit. Like you just have to be aware of your emotions and why you are the way that you are. You don't need a therapist for that. Look at me. You know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, because I don't, I don't have all, like, if I'm going to be completely honest, I've lost over a thousand dollars because of just shit that's been happening in my life. That's just unfortunate. And it just keeps getting fucking worse. But I woke up today and was like, I'm going to make this better, you know? Like, and it's not like I was in this horrible, bad place and that I'm losing all my money because I've saved up a lot of money, but I've been reckless and I need to understand that. 
because I, I, I am being reckless and I am, you know, doing things in the moment when I shouldn't be. I should just take a step back and fucking think about it. And I'm not because I've, I've been consistently doing that. And I was like, you know, let me give myself a break and or give myself, you know, g- treat myself. And that turned into fucking money that I was just aimlessly spending because I had it. And that's not realistic. That's not a realistic outlook on life. Like I need to be smarter. And I know that I'm smarter. And that's, that's why I'm making the change now because I know who I am deep down. I know I'm a smart intellectual person who knows why they are, why they are the way that they are. I know I'm direct. I know I'm, I'm ambitious. I know I have big dreams. But if I'm not acting on any of those things and just thinking about them, that's where they're going to stay. They're going to stay in my head and I'm never going to actually do them. If I go out and just say, fuck it and do it and do it the way that I want to, because the only thing that's, you know, kind of leaving me back is myself. And that's something I need to get past. You know, I have a lot of big shit coming within the next, you know, month, month, month and a half. And I'm excited for it, but I need to execute it now before it passes. And then that ambition's gone because that's what happens. Okay. Motivational cat is over. Sorry. I get like that sometimes like there are every couple episodes I get like that but I know that feeling's real I know that feeling where it's coming from and why it why it's there it's because it's real and that's the way I feel like when I talk and I have that like really strong like way of talking it's because I mean it I'm not I don't have a fucking paper and script and you know in front of me doing that but I meant it I meant every word of what I just said for the past five minutes and I do so if you have something in your life that feel that feels restrictive you know, put a name on that problem and just fucking move past it. You know, even if that means putting, you know, putting the flag up, white flag up, giving up that, that pride that you have of not saying what the problem is, you know, put, you know, give up, give up that pride and just move forward and just accept your flaws for what they are and move on. Because at the end of the day, if you let those flaws stay within you, they're going to fester and you're going to become a very bitter, resentful person. And you're going to, be an asshole if I'm going to be honest because that's how I was that's how I've been for the past three months if I'm truly want to say the truth it's because a bunch of shit in my life wasn't going the way that I wanted or way that I was used to and I, I got resentful towards it and now it all blew up in my face and I'm out a fucking thousand dollars when I shouldn't be and I couldn't I shouldn't be at all because I've been working my ass off hard for a long time long time and I, and I let it up easy and I shouldn't have. So my goal for the month, the next month of December is to get my money back in check, be smarter with it, get my short film done because it's almost done and, you know, finish some artwork stuff that I need to get finished and I need to set in place because I know what I want to do. I just need to execute it now. Got to stop procrastinating. And that goes for everybody listening. Don't fucking procrastinate. It's the world's worst enemy. Especially as an artist, bad. Or a writer, any, any creative person, bad. But um, I think that's it for today. I think that was a really good episode. I feel really good about that one. I'm like, my hands are like, I'm all getting them in all in fists and shit. Um, but I feel good. And I just set a goal for myself. When I didn't have to. But I did, because I want to. Um, but I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Um, Check out my website at Cat with Snesky. I have a lot of shit coming. I'll have a shop soon. I'll have a shop up soon. I don't know who said that. Um, but thank you so much for listening. 
check out my website. That's catwisnessie.com. That's www.katwisniesk.com. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.